is free speech a Jewish value? Thanks for listening to the Life is Great podcast. I'm Rabbi Yitzwine, and the answer to this question might surprise you because the truth is free speech a Jewish value? Not really. I mean, it's no more of a Jewish value than it is an American value. <laughs> Wait a second, the whole world's up in arms. Isn't free speech a strong American value? You know, the First Amendment, everyone has the right to say whatever they want to say, whenever they want to say. Uh, no, you don't. You can't walk onto a plane and yell, bomb, bomb, right? They'll throw you in jail. You can't go into a movie theater and yell, fire, just for the heck of it. You cannot do a... A, a protest in the middle of the night in a quiet suburban neighborhood outside of somebody's house and wake up all the neighbors. You cannot sell a pill and tell everyone this pill will allow you to fly like an X-Men. You have to put on the bottle, not approved by the FDA. In other words, even in America, there are restrictions on free speech. And that's what a Supreme Court does. The Supreme Court comes along and says, this is protected by this action or, or verbiage is protected by free speech. And this one is not. And sometimes we agree with it. And sometimes we don't. When the Supreme Court said, yeah, you're allowed to burn an American flag. <laughs> you know what? Terrible idea. Horrible, horrible, horrible. When they said, oh, when people said, oh, Colin Kaepernick, he can take a knee during the, the national anthem at a football game. Horrible idea. I think it's a horrible idea. People disagree. One of the great things about this country is you can disagree. Life is Great Podcast is all about examining the Jewish value. And I guarantee you that if you get this value down, oh my gosh, your life is going to be so much better. And that message was not FDA approved. Okay, this is how it works. So, um, the reason I say that free speech is not a Jewish value is because the Torah itself makes so many restrictions on speech that it's very clear for any serious Jew, you can't say what you want to say, when you want to say, how you want to say it. Almost everyone is familiar with the prohibition against gossiping, right? There's a verse in the Torah that, say, that says, Lo rachil don't go around be a talebearer amongst your people. So I'm not allowed to go around and gossip. I can't say bad things about others. I can't say things about others that will that will reduce the esteem of that person in other people's eyes. We are not going to talk about that limitation on speech tonight. That will be for the next Life is Great episode. Ooh, I can hardly wait. We're not going to talk about the prohibition against lying or saying false oaths or deceiving people by, you know, coming up and say, or saying to a person, a salesperson, oh, you know, can you show me about this product? Teach me about it. And how much are you charging? And then after you take up a half hour of that person's time going to Amazon and ordering that product, all the while the salesperson thought you were going to buy it from them. We're not going to talk about the, those prohibitions of speech today. I want to talk about something much more nefarious. I want to talk about something that is transgressed all the time and something that when the Talmud is laying out various things that people transgress, it says almost every, almost every person eventually transgresses stealing. Yes, even the most honest of us. We'll talk about that at a future Life is, Gay, Life is Great podcast, right? Almost everyone steals.
fewer people transgress illicit relationships, but everybody transgresses the laws of speech. Everybody. But why is that? Why is that? Well, let's look at the, the particular uh, law that I'd like to focus on today, and then you're going to understand why. And you're also going to figure out how you can be much better at it, and that will lead you to living a much happier life. Comes and says like this, right, right over here in Exodus, in the 23rd chapter, the ninth verse, do not oppress a stranger, for you know the feelings of a stranger. You were strangers in the land of Egypt. Don't oppress people with words. It's referring to words. Don't oppress people with words. So you know what it means? It could be as simple as yelling at somebody. It could be ignoring them. It could be saying a snide comment. It could be making a joke that hurts their feelings. All of these, you know, it's, it's so interesting. One of the reasons why people transgress this particular law is because, you know, you say, if you do it, you say, listen, I was only joking, or I didn't mean anything by it. Or really, you know, listen, you know, it's like we're married. And I was, so of course, I, you know, I, I can speak that way. This is my kid. I've got to put him in his place. But the truth is, all that's wrong. You're still not allowed to do it. And how do you know you're not? it's wrong? It's wrong because it's telling us that you know the feelings of someone that was oppressed. Now, again, what's, what's the, the golden rule, right? Whatever you don't want to be done to you, don't do to somebody else. That's really what it is. And if you think about those terms, and a lot of people, we, we try and live that way. But especially if we are familiar with others, you know, I, I think when I look at people and they yell at people or they speak in a harsh tone or they um, say things that are hurtful, very often they are, they are those people that we are most familiar with. Very often they're family members. And it's remarkable. There's one fellow I was, I was explaining to him. I said, listen, you know, you know, um, your father is really, really, really upset with you. He goes, why? I said, because of how you speak to your father. I said, you know what? For the next week, pretend that you and your father are not so familiar with each other. And all of a sudden, and by the way, that fixed the relationship. Because the father kept saying to me, he goes, I don't know what I did. Like, why is like, you know, why is my, my son, why is he speaking so down to me? Why, he doesn't speak respectful to me. Now, granted, the father does do things that is worthy of, of a child. <laughs> you know, uh, like, in other words, I can, I can go to the child's uh, camp and say, you know what, that, that guy, he's, he's not the best apple in the bunch. But still, he's your father. So you got to watch how you speak to your father, right? You, you just have to do it. Do that. Um, yeah, and I, I think that that applies also. I've seen parents speak very harshly to children and they would stop. And, and when I would question the parents about that, they would, their answer is, well, you know, someone has to discipline the children, but you know, you, you don't always understand that when you discipline someone, you know, the word discipline is keenly related to the word disciple. If you, if someone is truly your disciple, you're always going to ask, what is going to lead me to the, 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 the end game over here? And most often, you know, if we criticize and we speak harshly to others, speak back, call people names, very often that will cause the person to be hurt. 
And, and that's really what it is. It is always, you know, you, you always have to put yourself in the other person's shoes. So, you know, of course, one of the great things that happened in America recently was this whole thing with, uh, you know, Will Smith and Chris Rock. And yeah, and the, and the question, what about, but what about humor? You know, that that's what being a comedian is. You're pushing the boundary. If you're not pushing the boundary, it's not funny. So part of this particular law, one of the laws in regards with this verse in the Torah is, are you intending to cause the person harm? So there is an approach that if you have absolutely no intention to cause the person emotional harm, then you're not transgressing. But, and at the same time, you have to stop and put things in context. You know, um, if we're sitting around a Shabbos table, I'm not, a, I'm never expecting to be uh, made fun of. I'm never expecting to be the, the butt of someone's joke. Never. Um, but if you are in the entertainment industry and you're showing up at an awards show, and by the way, every single award show for the last hundred years, the opening monologue was you were, you know, the, the stars in the room are going to be made fun of. Well, honey, if you can't take the kitchen, stay, <laughs> no, if you can't take the heat, stay out of the kitchen, right? In other words, you know, that's going to happen. So at a Shabbos table, I'm not expecting that anyone, I'll be the butt of anyone's jokes. So it that's off the table, literally off the Shabbos table. But if you're going to be a comedian and you're in that society and you're at an awards show where you know this is what's going on so that, okay, you there's a context to this. So I have, uh, I, I'm not in Chris Rock's heart. Uh, I don't know what's going on in his heart, but I highly doubt that he meant to cause anybody any pain by any of his jokes that evening, right? Now, there were other people who said things that I'm pretty sure, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were causing, they, their intention was to cause other people pain. But I, I, I think that that's, you know, and, and that's why in another place in the Torah, it, it speaks about, you know, you know, place God in front of you. The reason we always say before you speak, before the reason we talk about place God in front of you is because, you know, ultimately you and God know, you, you two are the only ones know what, what is your intention when you speak to others. So when I'm talking about Onas Devarim, which is what this is, I want to talk about that your life is going to be so much better if rather than make comments that might cause another person pain, you go the other way around, intentionally cause other people pleasure. Now, when it, when it comes to parenting, I don't remember, I've seen many studies, you know, some studies say that, you know, when you're speaking to your children, you should say seven times more compliments than rebukes. I've seen four, say four times more compliments than rebukes to your children. I've seen 11 times more compliments than rebukes. It doesn't make a difference what the number is because no one's keeping score here. You're not keeping score. Oh, you know, I've said eight compliments to my son, so now I can rebuke him once. You're not doing that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty much an attitude. Am I saying, am I identifying the positive in others more often than I'm identifying the negative? So here it is, folks. We're going to close up. If you make a decision to compliment others more than not, to I help other people identify what's special about them more than rebuke. If you go into a situation, if you know you're going to have an interaction with another person and you know the person gets on your nerves, 
but rather you say to yourself, okay, what can I do to make them happy? What can I say to them to make them feel that their life is blessed and that they are incredibly blessed and fortunate? If we go into conversations with such an approach, then I'm not only will we be okay in terms of not transgressing this particular commandment, but also we will go a lot further in terms of we will be positive, more positive, and we will be happier people. So is free speech a Jewish value? No, not really. It's not. Too many restrictions on this. But the one restriction I'd like you to keep on the forefront of your mind, even if only for today, is make sure that in your words you use, the tone you put those words to, and just your general attitude, make sure that you're aware and not causing anybody oppression. And the primary tool you can use for that is, how would I feel if someone spoke that way to me? How would I feel if someone made me the butt of the joke, if someone did that to me? Right? By recognizing, taking the advice of the Torah, remembering you were a stranger once you were in at one time in a in a in a position a, a lower position than you are now so be sensitive to others in that same way then you know that you will live a great life life is great podcast share this podcast with your friends and they will love you for it if you have any questions or comments you can contact me at Rabbi Yitzwine at Gmail. That is R-A-B-B-I-Y-I-T-Z-W-Y-N-E at gmail.com. For more content, go to our Facebook or YouTube channel at Rabbi Yitzwine. And remember, if you decide to make it a great day, then your life will be great.